Hello everyone, you are listening to You've Got 5 Options show with Marta and Anna. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Hello everyone, this is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is Lesser. And this is You've Got Five Options. And I thought that you will telepathically understand that we are supposed to say it together like, and this is You've, you've got, got Five, five options. options. So cheesy. Yeah. I know, <laughs> but sometimes you need some good cheese, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Especially sure. if you're French. Especially if you're French. Yes, exactly. So welcome. Yeah, well, we don't know if Ava is French, maybe she is, uh, but Ava is the one who has sent her challenge to us today. And by the way, I love that name. Mm -hmm. It's almost like Eva, but Ava. Yeah, if I ever had a daughter, I would like her to have that name. Ava, very nice. If I ever have, are you planning? No. Okay, <laughs> that, was a, that was a no. <laughs> that was a very hypothetical, very hypothetical statement. <laughs> Or was it a hypothetical no? We will never know. Well, we will know. We will? Will we? Yeah, of course okay. we will know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's pretty obvious if someone gets a baby. Yeah, that's so, it's uh, hard to it's hard to hide. It's hard to hide. Okay, so guys, we are on to another love challenge. Last week we were all about getting married and you know starting that journey together, and this time we are in having a challenge where the journey together has already been close to 10 years, as we see from the challenge description that we will read to you very very soon, and now we want to discuss a little bit on how to sustain the magic. Yes, so imagine that Anna M from the previous challenge happily married her French boyfriend and now it's fast forward to 10 years and uh, and she's writing to us again. I, I think it's like a, it g gets us in a mood, right? Yeah, with a new name, Ava. Ava. Just for us to not to recognize it was that her. It's the same person. Or maybe she has heard that I asked not to call herself Anna M because that confuses me. So maybe, you know. She she was just like, okay, I will do it for Anna and I will call myself Ava. Yeah, but, but I think, you know, we can fast forward to reading the challenge. Yes, because uh, when we say that we will read, it means that I will read. So <laughs> I'm reading the challenge. So I have been together with my partner for close to 10 years. It has been a very good relationship so far. We are raising two beautiful children together and in general we are happy. I have noticed though that recently I've been longing for the butterflies and the magic that is there at the beginning when you fall in love. What can I do to feel this way again? Is there a way to feel this way with the same partner? It's not so easy to get the time together when you have two small kids and no families around. What is your advice for a happy, long-lasting relationship? Mm. Boom. Sweet Lord. 
Yeah, that's quite a challenge, yes. I must say. So I feel that uh, I knew right away that's not going to be a challenge that we solve over one episode mm-hmm. uh, because there is, of course, a lot to say. And I must say that those weeks at You've Got Five Options are so much about love because we also have our live show yeah. about love. And that's uh, where some research has actually shown that falling in love is super easy, but staying in love is super difficult. (laughs) Yes, I think I could confirm that from my own personal experience. So guys, if you want to have some more background on all the physics behind the love, all the science and facts and movies and songs, like a lot of things, you can come back to our last live show on our YouTube channel. But so far, we are going to talk specifically about Ava's challenge. Yeah, and I think the question is really interesting because she's asking, what is your advice for a happy, long-lasting relationship? And I would like to point out that it looks like Ava is in a happy, long-lasting relationship, but she would like to make it a little bit more magical, magical butterflyish if that's even a word and if not then I just invented it yeah so basically she asked us three different questions so she refers to the butterflies and the magic you know and what to do to feel this way again and of course you could just fall in love uh, with a new person to feel this way again that's uh, one uh, way of getting to feel this way again but is that an option Uh, That's not an option I'm providing due to the last question. But if it was just this first question, that could be an obvious option. Another question is, is there a way to feel this way with the same partner? So can you feel this way after 10 years together? That's such a great question. And then a question is, what's the advice for a happy, long lasting relationship? So the way we have decided to solve this challenge for you, Ava, we have actually come up with five ingredients potion for a happy, long lasting relationship. So we, yeah, so it's uh, about magic, right? You you asked uh, how to get that magic back on. So in general, we are asked, we are answering in our solution all those three questions that you have asked us. It's just that the solution is built mainly for the last question, but you will get the answers to the other questions as well. We will be discussing them in the options that we have prepared for you. So basically, there are, of course, many different ingredients of a happy relationship. And of course, a love is a topic that is very often discussed and there are many different opinions, theories uh, about that. And we have selected five ingredients that we think that make a happy relationship. But there could be, of course, others. So definitely we encourage you to make it a journey, to make it like a way of getting your relationship always better, looking for those secret ingredients for yourself. But we will give you the five that we have found. Yeah, I actually find it really, really interesting that there is so many disagreements of what love is and uh, what love isn't and the theories. And yet this is such a common feeling that we all feel. That's why I am encouraging also to listen to our live show, because what is love is the first question uh, that we are uh, talking about. But I will give you now the five ingredients that we have found. So the first one is actually a happy relationship with yourself. 
That's like, you know, really that's number one because that's actually uh, what we think is crucial. Number two is interdependent relationship with your partner. And we will, of course, explain what all that interdependent means. And number three is intimacy and connection. Number four is loving communication. And number five is sex and spontaneity. I don't like to pronounce this word. Uh, be spontaneous and have sex. Maybe that's an easier. <laughs> I, I was wondering which one you don't like to pronounce, the sex or spontaneity. Yeah, the, the last. But, you, I can see that you also have some issues with yeah, the but pronouncing. Me, me being Polish, I know with what you have problem. It's the sp sp spontaneity. Super English. Being spontaneous. Being spontaneous. Yeah. Have a spontaneous sex. Exactly. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. So we have prepared those uh, five ingredients for you and we will be discussing them in the episodes uh, like this one and the next one. But I wanted to start by a little introduction. When I was thinking about a long lasting relationship and if you have been listening to us for a while or if you know us personally, you know that I am in a long lasting, happy relationship myself. Yeah, you are one of those pink unicorns. Exactly. So when I was thinking about how to actually make that relationship happy, I really like this. Is it called allegory? Yeah, in Polish it is allegory. Do you know this word, Lasse? Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. So it's allegory in English as well comparing a relationship to a garden. Mm -hmm. It really speaks to me because if you want your garden to be beautiful, you have to take care of it constantly. If you want your relationship to be beautiful, you have to take care of it constantly. If you forget to take care of it, it will die. And I love this comparison because it's so relevant that first of all, you have to take care of it all the time. You actually have to prioritize and spend some time with it. But it's also about the time, you know, if you live uh, in a country uh, that has four seasons, you will also run into situations like winter. Mm -hmm. where basically your uh, garden is sleeping. And that's also what happens in a long-term uh, relationship. It's not going to be butterflies and magic 36, 5, 37. <laughs> Marta is very good with numbers, what? as you know. <laughs> and this is yet another proof how how creative she is with mathematics. No, I c uh, 36, 5. What? Okay. What are we exactly <laughs> <laughs> heading here for, Marta? Just, just focus. Like, let's just. It's so tough, guys. You know, on the radio, I, I know, always have it's on the radio and, and the <laughs> numbers, <and> it's <laughs> the letters. It's just <laughs> boom. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, uh, did you meant twenty four seven? No, I meant three hundred sixty five <laughs> days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay. yes. And um, okay, so what I wanted to say was that uh, your your garden is not going to bloom 365 days. Wait, now I am like really confused. Okay, so come in 24 back. seven, <laughs> it will not bloom 24 seven. And within those 24 seven, it will not bloom the whole entire year. 
but I wanted to say that 24-7 in summertime, yes, it's blooming, but not in wintertime. So your uh, timing is not so good for my garden. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 What I wanted to say. <laughs> Let's just make this like I, more confusing. <laughs> you know, then I guess it's yeah. good that we don't have a garden <laughs> together, you know. Okay. Coming back to my garden. <laughs> I hope you have that garden with someone who understands your mathematics. You know, luckily my husband has the mathematical mm. brain for the two of us. So I uh, guess you provide the humor in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very important that Ooh. the gardeners have different skills. And actually that's, uh, that's th I got that ag allegory, right? Yes. That the gardeners should have different skills. Okay. Coming back to the, the fact garden. that the winter comes and the plants uh, go to sleep in your garden. That might happen in your relationship as well. There could be some times where all that sparkle, you know, just quiets down. And it's important for you to actually have the patience and the awareness that it is a period and that when the spring comes, everything can awaken again. I actually think that sometimes in, in your uh, gardens or relationships, you might have a really tough winters. So it doesn't necessarily might be that you don't feel the butterfly again, you might actually go through some serious problems in your relationship that maybe they are not even connected to your relationship directly, but maybe you are going through some things and that's a tough winter. But what I loved about this allegory, Marta, which I, by the way, understood, I believe, is as, as you said, you know, then you have to take care of the garden again when the spring comes. And I think every relationship has this chance of getting back good again, you know, naturally there, there will be better days, but then it's up to the gardeners if they will start to, you know, clean after winter, if they will, you know, start to take the old leaves and they will start to plant new seeds. And I think that this is a very good allegory to, to, to the relationship, you know, the bad period will, uh, will pass, but you have to work together to get out of it, you know, like and make the spring again. Yeah, it's it's so relevant. It's also when you have two gardeners, you know, in that garden of love, you might have different visions on how the garden should look like. You have to be able to communicate, a compromise, set the vision together, you know, to your common garden. You may have external factors like plague trying to attack your garden. You, so you may actually sometimes have to fight together against <laughs> something. Or like individually, you know, like the plague can be like some other people. Yes. And then still, is if, yes. as you are a relationship, you m might have to fight it together, these other people, you that, know. That's true. But anyway, mm -hmm. it's a very relevant allegory, regardless of my mathematical skills. The mm -hmm. allegory was very good. No, but now actually when you mentioned, you know, I was thinking about it, that when you told me about this allegory before, you didn't mention that, you know, you might have different visions about the gar garden. And actually, this is so true. Like, for instance, I want roses. And he says, like, hey, dude, we should have cucumbers because, you know, it's practical. It's like there is so many good things in this allegory of yours, Marta. I know. Uh, it just proves <laughs> m uh, that you can be brilliant even though you suck at mathematics. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the proof. Everyone is, I told you, you are super smart. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's basically what came uh, to me when I was thinking how to make your uh, relationship to be happy and long lasting. So basically you have to become an awesome gardener of love because for example i am a terrible gardener of uh, like a real garden uh, like basically what my husband and i have in our physical garden is a jungle 
and <laughs> yes, and yet the love gardening goes fine. Yeah, exactly, because you even like both agree on the jungle there. Yeah, exactly. Like, good, good point. Good yeah. point. Okay, so dear Ava, please uh, become a very good love gardener if you want to have a happy relationship. But if for those of you for whom the gardening allegory doesn't work, we can also give you another opportunity and you can look at it as you are a witch or a wizard that has to make this potion you know, the five ingredient potion to make your relationship be happy and long lasting. So it's almost like making a convent. Wow. Mm. You see, we are shooting with allegories left and right. <laughs> <laughs> left and right. Yes, I'm Marta. I'm really impressed with you today. Uh, Lesa, we are going to put you on the spot now. Uh-oh. What do you think about gardening of love? <laughs> <laughs> I just know what he thought right now, like, God damn it, I hate this job. (laughs) I don't know what to say (laughs) right now. But is the allegory speaking to you? Yes, I understand it. And uh, I think it makes very good sense. Also, you know, the different seasons um, can be seen of a relationship that it has its ups and downs. Um, You know, that's natural. But, you know, you have to uh, put time and effort into keeping a garden beautiful. And just like a relationship, it takes effort, you know, so... I think it's a very good allergy. Okay. At least that's good. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's move on to the first ingredient, which is a happy relationship with yourself. And, you know, wherever you open any kind of magazine or internet or Facebook, uh, you can see that it's so important to have a good relationship with yourself if you want to have a happy relationship with someone else. Some people even claim you can't have a good relationship with someone else until you have a good relationship with yourself. But what does it even mean? What is that good relationship with yourself and why is it so crucial to have if you want to have a happy relationship? What's your take, Anna? Let's put you on the spot. (laughs) Sweet Lord, what are you doing today, Marta? Okay, why being happy with yourself is good for the relationship? Well, I will just shoot the first thing that came to my mind, which is if you are a sad, depressed person, it's not really a welcoming for another human being to join you in a life journey. That's number one. If you are happy with yourself, then you uh, you radiate an energy of happiness. When you are happy with yourself, in my head, that usually means you do something you love. You have interest. You, you are pretty much an exciting person as well. And that attracts your partner. And I think that is also important for a long lasting relationships because that might be the key to make it exciting. When your partner sees, sees you radiating or doing new things or trying new stuff, then it's like rediscovering a person over and over again. But that you can achieve only when you are happy with yourself, meaning you, are, you, you just love yourself, love your life, want to do things, you are full of energy. And I, I think that's, that's my take on this. Uh, did I do a good job? Yes. You did a very good job. And what about you, Lesa? No, what do I you think? I think that's very true. You know, the thing about uh, loving yourself is so important. And there's just a different energy from people that are passionate doing something they love. And you can't fake that. And that's so, you know, that it, I don't know how to say it, but it, it affects you, you know? It's like it's radiating. Exactly, you know? So that's so important, <laughs> I feel like And that. I would actually just... One thing that came to my mind, recently we have shared on our YouTube page, Jesus, on our Facebook page, a short video by actress 
Kirsten Bell. She's a really cool comedian actress and she was talking about how she and her husband, when they were together as a couple, had to like train themselves and actually he was training her because she was very dramatic during fights and she was always leaving the room, you know, like shouting the door and stuff like this. And after three months, he said to her, listen, I love you, but I have too much of self-respect to go through this for the rest of my life because I respect myself and I love mm -hmm. myself. And you know, that is what you achieve when you are happy and when you love yourself. You actually set yourself healthy boundaries. I think this is th those points that you guys brought are super relevant and basically that happy relationship with yourself has so many angles and meanings but basically being happy with yourself makes you an attractive partner so if you are happy with yourself if you're always developing if you are uh, developing your own passions you will continue being an interesting partner to your partner so that's definitely one of the good points i would bring a few more angles to it as well just to show how relevant it is it is also if you love yourself you know what you want from life, you are much more likely to choose the right partner for yourself. For example, second thing is when you love yourself, you value yourself, you put a worth on yourself. Therefore, you will not engage with a partner that does not worth you, <laughs> so to speak, that doesn't value you. So this is so relevant. You when you're important for yourself, you're also going to be important for your partner. So it has just so many different aspects and uh, perspectives. And I would just throw in one more, which we will discuss in another option more deeply. But but also, when you have a happy relationship with yourself, the biggest aspect for me here is that you actually embrace the fact that you are the most important person to satisfy your needs. Because when you expect that your happiness is coming from your partner, if you expect your partner to make you happy, you are going to get disappointed because he doesn't control you. <laughs> he can't make you happy. The only person that can make you happy is you. Of course, it's easier to be happy if you have a happy relationship, but it is so internal. It always has to start inside of you. The last thing that I would like to mention is just not to get you all worried because it's not like all the people who walk around the world are totally happy with themselves and totally loving themselves. So it's not like you can't have a happy relationship before you are there. The most important part is that you are on that journey and that you actually open up to that concept that it is you who is responsible for your feelings, for your satisfaction, for your happiness, and that you are building that love towards yourself. So it doesn't mean that you already have to be there before you can start a good relationship, but you are at least open to that concept and yeah. that you are proactively searching for that. I totally agree. And I think in many cases, it's, it, it's just awareness is a very, very important step, you know, just to wake up from this, like, I need to find someone with whom I will be happy. That's such a actually such a common phrase people say. And, you know, just having an awareness, wait a moment, I can make myself happy. And then I can invite someone into my life to share that happiness with. That's a totally different approach. But we have to change that thinking into that new approach. And I think that's the first step. 
Yeah, de definitely. Like if you are a single, that's the first step. If you are already in a relationship, of course, it doesn't mean that you have to stop that relationship, get happy with yourself and get another relationship. Of course, you just have to start working on yourself. So I just wanted to say to all the people who are not yet so 100% happy with themselves, you still can have a happy relationship. And I am one of the examples that it is possible. I It's not like at the age of uh, 21, when I met my husband, I was already knowing my myself and loving myself and uh, so completely, you know, developed in that area. It's still a journey for me. But the most important part is the awareness, like you said, and being open to embracing that concept. Yeah. And uh, guys, uh, if you hear any weird sounds, it's the creative crew having a meeting just next to our studio. That's number one. And number two, I think, Marta, it was also in your case, the fact that you found a partner that wanted to support you in your journey of, uh, you know, finding your own self-happiness. Yeah, definitely. I could learn that uh, from my husband. So, of course, if you are lucky that against all odds, even though you are not so mature yourself, you are not so ready yourself, you meet that partner uh, anyway, uh, which apparently is possible. Of course, you can learn from that partner. I mean, there are so many different journeys and there are so many different ways to learn. Yet, if I stayed in the same spot as I was when we met, if I haven't opened up to this uh, fact that it's only me who can make me happy, I'm quite sure we would not be married anymore. So it is really to sustain that relationship with your partner. You have to sustain a good relationship with yourself. It's going to be only as good as you are with yourself. So that's definitely an extreme important ingredient of any happy long-lasting relationship that's some heavy heavy shit that's not heavy heavy <laughs> shit that's awesome shit sorry for my language it is awesome shit but it's also heavy like heavy like in a way it's a lot of important valuable information i think yeah <laughs> thank yes. you for confirming that guys Okay, so let's take the option number two, and I think we will not be able to finish it, but let's see. Okay, so the second ingredient is interdependent relationship with your partner. I actually am thinking, Marta, that maybe we can finish with you explaining us difference between interdependency and codependency. And actually, Lassa, did you know about any of those? I've heard about them, but I I don't think I would be able to success, successfully explain the difference. Then Marta, I, I, I have an idea, but I would like to hear the yes. right explanation. <laughs> so basically, I love this concept that uh, there are basically those two types of relationships. Of course, there are more, but there are those two types that I would like to talk about today. The first one is codependent relationship. And that's the one where you expect your partner to make you happy. That's the one where you are basing your happiness on uh, external circumstances. And that's the one where usually there is quite a lot of drama. And that's the one uh, that uh, is not very good for a long lasting relationship. And it's, uh, I think, very much expectation based, right? Exactly. And there is an interdependent relationship where basically two people, two individuals, they connect to be together because they are 
in a good relationship with themselves and they are just better by being together. So that's basically a relationship where you learn and grow together. So you, in that kind of relationship, you are not basing your happiness and how you feel and how your life goes by, I don't know, the mood of your partner, what he did or what he didn't do, but you are basing it on your Uh, internal resilience on your internal capability to take care of your mood of your emotions of the way you feel mm-hmm. so because ba- I think one of the things in relationships that is that we many times take things uh, very personally way too personally and we cannot even make a distinction when something was really like you know happened towards us and when it's just a general thing you know your partner might be going through a lot of different things that are not connected with you it's his inner stuff but you take everything personally and your mood your feelings your emotions your life depend on how he behaves and vice versa and i think that's actually quite terrible Yes, so I think majority of people actually exist in codependent relationships. And that's probably just a immature version (laughs) of a relationship that can totally mature into interdependent relationship. And like 100% interdependent relationship, it's like a, you know, dream scenario. That's a really great scenario, but it's not like so easy that you can just get get in there 100%. So it's also a journey that's also quitting the expectations, having less and less expectations, building your internal ability to be happy and taking care of your shit by yourself. That's, of course, a journey. And we will tell you more about that in our second episode, uh, where we will go more in depth into that concept, uh, because radio shows, they have limited time of, uh, you know, 30 minutes. So uh, you will have to, if you're interested in that concept and the remaining three ingredients, then you will have to listen to us on Wednesday. Of course, everyone is interested. You know, you talk about wizards and gardens and uh, abstractive mathematics. I think everyone will want to tune in for the next episode. So bye, guys, for now. And we will hear you on Wednesday. Yes. Yes. Bye. 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 You are listening to You've Got 5 Options show, where we solve your life challenges. Remember that you can visit our website, the5options.com, where you can submit your challenge or find our previous challenges. That's all, folks!